I've been thinking for a long time about what it means for Jesus to say of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'd like to offer three thoughts today along those lines. One, there is one way home. Two, there is one true story. And three, there is one good life. When Jesus says, I am the way, he presupposes that life for all of us is a journey towards a goal. Think about the different visions we have of the journey and the goal just in the book of Exodus. Moses and the elders meet with God at the foot of Mount Sinai. They see God and they enjoy a feast together. Then there's a vision in which Moses sees the Lord and is transformed into a glorious image that's an anticipation of what lies ahead for us. And then the people finally, well, at least the next generation, go across into the promised land. We're on a journey and Jesus says that he is the way to get us to the Father's life. We're just not wandering around here on planet Earth, friends. As C.S. Lewis says, we're all headed for one vision or the other, the beatific vision or the miserific vision. In the beatific vision, we will become everlasting splendors. In the miserific vision, we become immortal horrors. And if we could see ourselves, says Lewis, the way we're going to be, we would either be tempted to fall down in worship or to run in horror. Jesus says the beatific vision is on offer for all of us, that he is the way to get there, and as he extends his hand, he's offering the only hand that can get us there. A number of years ago, I took my three sons down to southern South Florida where my mom and dad lived and where I was raised. When one of them, who will, rename, who will remain anonymous in this story, was about five years old, I took him for a walk around the block, around my, my parents' house. We went out of the house, we took a, a left out of the driveway, a left around the corner, another left, and we were going along the block, and all of a sudden, my son decided we were lost and we were going the wrong way. And I had to say to him, now, Anonymous, I, I was raised here. I know the way home. Take my hand and I'll get us home. Well, he argued with me the whole time. There was no point in trying to explain to him that there's one more left turn, another left turn, another left turn, and we're back in your grandparents' living room. I just had to ask him, trust me, I'll get us there. And to his surprise, we got home. Jesus Christ is the hand that your heavenly Father offers you to get you home. Jesus says, 
Choose me. Take my hand. Choose home. Second, there is one true story. Our world today is a, a, a cacophony of conflicting narratives, of charges and countercharges about fake news, about who is the who who are the good guys, who are the bad guys, who's telling the truth and who's lying. If you're gonna maintain any sanity at all, you've got to have a point of reference. Jesus offers himself and his story as the one true story that will give you equilibrium in the midst of all of it. In The Pilgrim's Regress, a story by C.S. Lewis, actually a parable, Lewis imagines a pilgrim who's trying to find his way with the true story. This pilgrim can't get out of, his, out of his mind the notion that there is an island of delight out there. And so he sets out to find it. First, he journeys up, in, up into the northern climes of barren intellectualism. And then he turns south to the wanton climes of r- romantic excess. He finds both stories not profitable, not helpful, dead ends up in the northern climes. He explores the idea that if you can just think your way to truth, you'll get there. If you just make yourself smart enough, if you read enough books, if you write enough articles, and after his head begins to explode with all the conflicting claims on truth, he gives up. And then he goes south. And here, the answer is, truth is in the experience. If you take enough cruises, if you drink enough bourbon, if you spend enough money, if you ingest enough drugs, if you bed enough partners, if you play enough beautiful music, you'll get there. In exhaustion, he gives that up and says, that's a dead end too. Finally, he realizes he needs to let Mother Kirk, a picture of the church of Jesus Christ, carry him into a deep dive of baptism and cleansing, and then across the waterway that separates the mainland from the island. He can only get to the island by going to Mother Kirk, because she knows the true story, and he has to learn it from her. I'm on a pilgrimage, not just, not, not unlike that pilgrims. And so every morning, I have to get up, and I have to go to the daily office and morning prayers before I can turn on the news feed, or I will lose my way. I need to connect with the one true story, the story that Mother Kirk tells and that she gets from the scriptures that have Jesus Christ 
at their center. Third, there's one good life. One good life. It's one thing to keep your focus on the way home and on the true story. But the reality is we have to live down here, down here where there's hustle and bustle. In the nitty-gritty of this life, we have to find Jesus as well. In the classic television series, MASH, in the episode called Heroes, there's a focus on my favorite character, Father Patrick Mulcahy. Father Mulcahy is sitting at the bedside of one of his life heroes, a retired boxer named Gentleman Joe Cavanaugh. Father Mulcahy explains what it was like for him to be a scrawny inner city kid with thick glasses and a propensity to read books of otherworldly philosophy. He says that Plato had described for him an ideal plane that gave him a vision of a, a better life, a place that, is, was, that was, um, had, had, had free open space and beautiful trees, kind of like the suburbs, only in the sky. But he goes on to explain, my problem when I was growing up was, well, I was little, and the neighborhood bullies would beat me up, and I wouldn't know how to respond. And then when I was about 12, my father took me to watch you in a boxing match. And there you were, Joe Cavanaugh. You were just pummeling your opponent. And the crowd was going, put him away, put him away. And all of a sudden, you stopped the fight. And you turned to the ref and you said, stop the fight. He's had enough. Something magic happened to Patrick Mulcahy in that moment. He caught a vision of how you can live in that ideal plane and put one foot there. And you could also live in the plane of real life and you could keep the other foot planted there. Put in terms of today's passage, it's possible to hold a vision of the way home to the Father and the story that's really true above all other stories and at the same time be really connected and really alive right here in the nitty-gritty of life. Moments before Jesus had explained to his disciples that he was the way home and that he was the truth that they needed to hold on to, he had showed them what life was. He had gone around to each of them and he had washed their feet an example of love.
told them, this is what I want you to do for one another, and said, this is my new commandment, and this is the way the world is going to know that you're my disciples. Here is life. Our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, is, is, is very fond of encouraging people to say yes to Jesus, and in saying yes to Jesus, to say yes to love. My prayer for you today is that wherever life has you in its nitty-gritty, that you would find Jesus right there with you. I pray that whether you are lonely or claustrophobic, you may find Jesus giving you the power to live and to love. Whether you are exhausted or bored, I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ gives you that he gives you himself as rest and gives you himself as all the creative energy that you need. I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ gives you the humility to accept his hand to get you home. I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ gives you the insight to embrace his story as your true story. And I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ gives you the courage to take hold of his life of love as your life as well. And now, friends, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we could ask or even think to ask, to him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church, now and forever. Amen.